Hey everyone, welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss and all things romanticy with Caitlin, Madison, and me, Blake. So, I lied. Um, our dear Mads is not with us. That sounded bad. Wow, that sounded, that sounded really, no. Oh, God. No. So, okay, Mads is, uh, like, she might be dying at the moment, because it's been a long weekend for her. Yeah, um, she's... She's at a, like... I feel like Giant is an understatement. Giant swim meet uh, this weekend, so Big she ass. cannot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she can't join us today. So you've got uh, Caitlin and Blake. Also, real quick, I know this is like really off topic. Did you um, did you know? Because she was, uh, I think it was in Snap, maybe where uh, Mad said something about they're in a lightning delay, but it's an indoor meet. I didn't know this, but it makes sense. You can have a light. See your face. You can have a lightning delay. She was explaining. Even with a pool, because some pools, the way they're built, they're still in, like, they're actually oh, they're in still ground. in the ground. Like, some indoor pools, like, if they're in the middle of the building or something, you know, they'd be built into the infrastructure of the building, yeah. like, the basement, basically. But the other ones are, like, think of, like, the ones that are always on the outside of a building, and, you, and, and it's, like, like a, mm-hmm, yeah, like, an a annex. Bubble. Yeah. Hmm. So she was, like, we're in a lightning delay, and I literally was, like, what? And then she explained it, and I was, like, Damn. Like, it makes sense, right? But I was just like, huh. Yeah, it fully makes sense. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Anyways, okay. So anyways, guys, uh, this will be our 98th episode in the Akatar books. Gosh, people, I'm not even kidding. I had like four people. It was funny. Nobody said a damn word for a while. And then within a week, four people messaged and are like, I'm really confused on your episodes, like the numbering, because like, I feel like there's more than this. I was like, well, we number them separately for what we're doing and like per like, quote unquote, like season. I'm just trying to think. How many episodes we have? Because we have how many? We, I don't want to talk. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to even. I don't even want to think about it because it's kind of crazy to me. Kind of crazy. But I like, think we well, have we have maybe around because I think we have what thirty eight within thrown a glass. I think we're probably like one seventy. Yeah, I think we're around one seventy. I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um. So today, guys, we're doing chapters twelve and thirteen of A Court of Silver Flames. Um, as always, we curse, we spoil things, we talk about whatever the fuck we want. However, I do want to add something today. Um, if you don't listen to our, uh, Throne of Glass episodes, and this is a little new to you, if you do, then you know, uh, kind of like the setup. Um, we are going to have some pretty intense, uh, like, not super long discussion, just kind of, I want to mention, um, things for the SJM universe, basically, for all of the books, uh, that's Throne of Glass, uh, I almost said Crown of Midnight. <laughs> Crown of Midnight, we are, we're we're in. <laughs> technically Crown of Midnight. Yeah, uh, Throne of Glass, Akatar, and Crescent City, um, towards the end. So we'll go through everything, um, and then I'll just do, like, a little spoiler warning, and if you haven't read, like, the whole universe or anything, or really, like, the, like, Crescent City, and then, obviously, you've read all of Akatar. Um, Throne of Glass, sort of, but not really, and I know a lot of people at this point, because Throne of Glass has been out so long that they just, if you haven't read it, people are kind of like, eh. But, um, I'll give you, like, a little, uh, spoiler warning, and then we'll go through that, and then the only thing, if you have to drop off, the only thing you'll miss is our sign-off, really. We'll go through everything else, so you don't miss anything. Um, so, before we hop in, I do have, oh god, I gotta do the recap. Okay. Dude, it's been a while. Okay. Um, so, basically, last time, um, Nesta fell down the stairs, um, Poor pretty Nesta. hard. Like, she, she like, ate shit. She ate shit. Yeah, there's no other, like, she ate shit. Uh, her power came out, though, and she noticed it. Uh, she literally left a handprint in stone. Um, and then, as one does, she ignored it. She just was like, nope, mm-mm, didn't We're happen, not gonna, not gonna talk about yeah. it. Yeah. 
Not going to talk about it. Um, it's so like the, the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Yeah, like, exactly, just, exactly. You just, there's nothing. No. Um, so that doesn't, like, that's the start. And you would think, wow, only goes up from there. No. Mm-mm. She has and a she rough can, time. Do you know what? Here's Ooh. the thing. Those stairs are long. She can go lower. She could. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. She's only okay. about halfway through, so she, she can go. Was, oh, that's very true. She was not halfway when not, she fell, bro. That's true. She, I don't even know if she was 10% by that point. That is true. Um, so, see, she fell down the stairs, and then she fights with the house. The beautiful, cute house. She fights with the house, and the house is like, well, fine. Mm, no poop for you. Um, but then, gets worse. Then she gets into a truly brutal... This oh. hurt her more than the stairs. And keep in mind, guys, she was high fade. Those stairs left her battered and bruised. Um, but this this fight with Cassian, uh, really bad. Uh, basically, in the fight, Cassian just said everyone hates her. Uh, and even if we know Cassian didn't mean it at the moment... We also know that that's Nesta's, like, worst fear, worst thought of herself, basically yep. confirmed. Um, so, afterwards, uh, Cassian is, quote-unquote, thinking too loud, so Feyre comes to see him. Um, they talk about a bunch of stuff. We get kind of, like, a heads-up of, like, Az is going to spy. We get more about kind of the brewings of the outside world, right? Um, and then we also get way more evidence about the shield around Feyre. So there's that. Um, but it all is for a good, like all that leads to Cassian finally listening to what Nesta is saying when she says, I'm not training at that miserable village. Want to know something funny, guys? If you're like me, because I, I kind of knew about it from the be- earlier books, but then I kind of forgot about it. The House of Wind, you know what it has, guys? You know what it has? A fucking training ring! Right there! Right there! <sighs> so anyways... Uh, that's where we left off was his big, uh, revelation about, oh, shit, there's a training ring here. <sighs> so, Caitlin, I give you the floor. To start off chapter 12, um, again, um, Nesta is standing in a training ring atop the House of Wind. And I, I, just how? How do you forget that? It's insane because she's like, why, why aren't we going to Windhaven? And Cassian's like, well, change of plans. Kind of makes up an excuse. Um... He's like, change of plans. Um, but she also notices that, like, Cassian isn't pissed right now. Um, there's a, there's just no anger left at the moment. But she's also repeating in her head, like, everyone hates you, of course. So, and just doesn't stop. Cassian then goes, Moore has gone back to Valhalla. And Reese and Farrah are busy, so there's no one to win Noah's to Windhaven. We'll be training here today. Hmm. Interesting tactic how that worked out. To be fair, though, is actually that's actually pretty smooth no. because, like, how were they gonna get there? Exactly. Also, though, this makes me think. Okay, this is really random, and I don't know how common the winnowing power is, right? Um, or if you have to be like super powerful, like you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I do like other high phages randomly have it? I don't know. But anyways, imagine for me. You know how we have like Uber, Lyft, all that shit. You can. What if you could winnow <laughs> and you charge people to winnow them places, dude? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, but how I mean, you the call word them? winnow it. Magic! I don't know! How are you gonna call your magical transportation service? Magic? I don't know, but like, think about it. You've got Uber and Lyft, like That's one true. word, right? Winnow. 
I'm just saying. I have no comment for you. Okay. Okay. Don't come at me in my entrepreneurial ways. <laughs> I'm just saying. I have no comment. Know. No comment for you, bro. Whatever. It's a good idea to do it. <laughs> Oh. Jealousy looks bad on you, Caitlin. You're just <laughs> mad you didn't think about it. I'm so pissed. I'm so upset at myself. I didn't think of that. Um, so uh, Cassian is like going through his head and he's like, the reason why he picked this was because she was never going to train in that miserable village. Um, and Cassian knew that like Nesta is willing to face down the king of Highburn, but she was proud as hell. Appearing foolish, making herself vulnerable, she'd rather die. Would rather sit on a freezing <laughs> rock in the icy wind for hours than look like a fool in front of anyone especially arrogant warriors predisposed to mock any female who attempted to fight them like them, which dude, I am so with him, like with her on this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I am a horrible human being when I say this, but I do not like to do things that I am not good at. Like it actually, oh, no, that's, that's pretty common. No, but like, like with- I, I don't even like to try things that I know I'm not going to be good at. Like I suck when it comes to that stuff. Cause you best believe my ass is not going to be trying something for the first time and failing. Because I get I'm visibly angry. Dude? Okay, so Kate and I were talking about this before we started recording. And, like, I'm not proud, guys. I'm not. Because like, <laughs> I should not have... It should not have given me this much trouble. So, um, my husband and I, like, have been going, like, running ragged between, like, uh, family things and just a bunch of stuff going back and forth, back and forth. So, we had, like, a, we've had a chill weekend this weekend, right? Um, although we have to help people move the rest of the day today. But it was chill up until then. Um... We have fun. a bad problem, right? We have a bad problem. Um, I say we because I'm here to support my husband. I'm going to go ahead and say it's mainly him. Um, of buying, like, really dope Lego sets, right? Now, now we don't do... I want to make this clear because, like, anybody that knows knows, like, they can get super expensive. When I say dope ones, it's, like, the $200 below ones. Like, we don't just go out and buy the $800 at-ats or anything like that. Well, so here's like, really, the thing. Really. If you buy the $800 ones, you better be fucking good at that. That, and you better be having some spray glue. Cause, that is like, true. If, if I built that, and it oh my god. Anyways. But can you imagine okay. the sound it would make when you break it? You're fucking psycho. Glorious. Uh, so, oh my god. So, we've had, we have like a lot in boxes still, because we haven't had the time to build them. And then this weekend, we were like, you know what, fuck it. We're gonna throw on, um, what do we have? We had like, Lord of the Rings on, we had, um... Mission Impossible, we were just throwing on a bunch of movies, you know, I had some, got some junk food, and we're like, let's build them. So, like, Friday went well. I built an Iron Man mask, oh, thank you very much. Um, and then Saturday, that gave me too much confidence. Too much confidence, because I was like, you know what I'm gonna build? I'm gonna build Darth Vader's helmet. If anybody knows, they do, like, a helmet series, you build, like, the full helmet, right? And they're not very big, which actually makes it worse, because they're more complicated, right? Vader, didn't think about it, he's got the flaps that move, he's got his little eyes, his eyebrows, his mouth opens, the whole thing. Cool, but a whole thing. My husband built fucking Mjolnir, Thor's hammer, which is like almost actual size with a little scene around it, right? <laughs> Guys, we started at like 6.30 or so, and it only, it had less than 900 pieces. I want to make that clear. I had to restart during bag, because they number the bags. Bag number one, I had to like almost fully restart when I was almost done because I fucked something up. Bags three and four, I thought I was missing pieces. I had to grab them from the next bag only to find out that I just randomly used them other places, so I had to go back and do that. Like, guys, my husband finished his by, like, I don't even know, like, not even midnight, I think, and, like, was just sitting there. We were watching uh, Lord of the Rings still, and then I'm, like, fading at this point, guys. I'm like, oh, my God, I've been doing this for that long. I, it took me till, like, 1 a.m. to finish that fucking helmet, and I was, I have 
like, there are a few moments in my life I've ever felt such a sense of pride. But, like, going to Caitlin's point, there were many times where I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not good at this. I'm <laughs> yep. done. I had to, like, take an emotional lap around the house, you know, just pacing. And I was like, the only thing that kept me going was because I'm a psycho. And I was like, I am not letting little bits of molded plastic be, like, defeat me. I'm not doing it. I mean, it. those I things can defeat do it. you very easily, too. Dude, if you step on one, you're done. Oh, you're But anyways... <laughs> I feel that, though, because there's other things I've tried where, like, I want to like it. Like, I like it until I'm, like, making a mistake at it. And I'm like, ah, and it, like, it overrides the, like, the enjoyment. Yeah. But then there's other things I have pushed through that, like, we weren't, like, that I wasn't good at before. Honestly, this podcast is one of them. Because I'm sorry, guys. I, 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 you're a godsend if you disagree. But, like, if you, like, our first ep- our first couple episodes, how we did it and, like, everything and, like, even the audio and things, you know, like, we pushed through and grew because we love doing it. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't great at first. I'm just saying. I mean, it goes to show, yes, you have the persistence. And, yes, you're not going to be good at everything as soon as you try it. Yes, I understand that. But it still pisses me off and makes me irrationally angry. Uh, that's me in golf, actually. Golf is a very good... Dude, I cannot... The amount of times that I have... Mm. Do not... It's... Nope. It's awful. Nope. Literally, literally, it doesn't matter. Nope. And then, and then you hit one good shot, and you're like, I'm king of the world! And then you get humbled. And then the next... Yep, you get humbled so fucking quick, and oh my god. Mm. I understand why people... I understand why people drink so much. When I, like, worked at a golf club during college and shit, in the summers... I would be like, why are you paying? Because I worked at a really nice course. Like, why are you paying so much if you're just blackout drunk? Like, you're not even, like, getting the course experience. And now I'm like, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you have As to I'm, drink like, in order to enjoy my fifth, On my fifth white claw by, like, the fifth hole. I'm like, god damn it. Yeah. Like, makes sense. So, again, fair enough. Long story short, fair enough. Yep. Sorry. Nope. I, I mean, we all, we, all, we all feel for Nesta and understanding why she didn't want to do it. Also, in front of people that are probably going to make fun of her because she can't do it. So... Yeah. Understandable. And this was Cassian's great way. And like Cassian was like, okay, pretend everything is normal. Don't scare her off. And uh, also Cassian did do this. He he knew this was going to happen. He knew that she was going to try to sit somewhere. So he literally removed the chairs that Amrin and Moore used to sunbathe in out of the ring. Also, he literally was like, no. Nope. We've seen this in earlier things when they were training where Omron and, like, more were, like, remember? Like, yes. where they just sit and watch? Yeah. Yeah. He removed those chairs because he's like, she is not, there is no opportunity for her to stare at That's genius. Down. And he's like, pretend everything is normal. Don't scare her off. And finally Cassian goes, I'll make a bargain with you. Which we know oh. this, their type of magic bargains are, like, legit bargains. Like, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't fuck with them. Um... And he goes, if you do an hour of exercises right now, I'll owe you one favor. And Nessa was like, I don't need any favors from you. And Cassian's like, fine, name your price. An hour of training for whatever you want. And Nesta goes, that's a fool's bargain for you. He goes, I thought you were a general. Aren't you supposed to be good at negotiating? And like, Cassian is like, for you, I have no strategies. Which, I mean, it's very true. He's literally like, I, I'm- It's okay. also like weirdly cute in a way. Yeah. Like, yep. I think- like, it makes me question, like, is that cute? Is that cute? I, don't, I think so. Yep. Um, so he goes, anything. Anything short of you ordering me to fall out of the sky and smash my head on the earth. And she goes, you truly believe me capable of such thing? And he goes, no. But I mean, oh, it was... Oh, yeah, that hurt her feelings. Yeah. But she was like, okay. And he was like, fine. Let's just say it will be a favor of whatever size I wish. And he goes, yes. 
And he goes, deadly stupid, but he's still going to do it. He extends his hand one last time. Keep reaching out your hand. I love that this is kind of like repeated. I I love that's just kind of repeated and that it's stuck with him so much. And that he's still doing. And she goes, agreed. And all of a sudden, magic zaps through him. And he's kind of like, okay. So like what you do automatically when you get some random pain through you, he's looking for the tattoo. Um, Mm -hmm. And he realizes it's on his back. So in the dead center of the Illyrian tattoo... Thank you, magic. Snaking down his spine, a new tattoo had appeared. An eight-pointed star whose compass points radiated in sharp lines across and up the grooves of his back. Twining with the Illyrian markings look long inked there. The eastern and western points of the star stood right onto his wings, the black blending into the black. A matching one he knew would be on Nesta's spine. He tried not to think about her bare expanse of skin now marked with black ints as he faced her. So also like the fact that the bargain right because of her power the like the magic of it he was even like holy shit like yeah. it was more intense and everything so cool. Yep. Also cuz we get the description later I like that it's the same tattoo but it's different Isn't it, in a way. Yeah, I cuz like hers is more um delicate. Yeah, I was going to say it's a little bit like, more delicate feminine. lines his. Yeah. His is bigger and, like, blends it because it's almost like the magic blended in with his existing yeah. tattoos and then to his wings. But this raises a question, and it could just be because we never noticed it, and, like, or it's a plot, I really don't know. So, he knew right away when the tattoo was on his back that Nesta's would be on her back, right? Yeah. Did Reese just mask his? Because they made a bar when he made a bargain with Thera, hers went all down her forearm to her hand... I don't know. Because he's never depicted with hand tattoos. He has arm, upper arm, but it's never on his, like, forearm or, like, hand. Well, maybe he was able to control where it was placed. Because he's so powerful yeah. or something? Maybe. Doesn't that seem weird, though? I mean, you're going too deep into that. <laughs> I mean, possibly. Likely. It's likely. Yeah. Okay, well, I I just wanted to raise the question. Anybody I mean, that has answers, true. or if I'm if I'm overlooking something and forgetting something, please let me know yeah. because that will now that that's in my head that will will bother me. To be clear, yeah, it will haunt me till the end of my days. Not surprised. I need answers. Not surprised. Okay. Well, so like he turns back around. He goes, Nessa's eyes weren't on the mirror though. No, they're fixed on mm-hmm. his torso, on his chest, on his abdo- abdominal muscles, on his bare arms. Her pulse fluttered in her throat. <laughs> Damn. It's like he didn't dare move, not as her gaze fixed on the V of muscles that slope beneath the waist of his pants. Dude, I am telling you, I know exactly what she's talking about because that mm-hmm. V line of muscles. Mm. I just love that he's literally, he's treating her like a wild animal. Like, don't move. <laughs> don't make any stop my movement. Like, freeze. <laughs> but like, I also, doesn't he say, oh, when she looks at his chest, yeah. he's like, he may have flexed. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Please tell me, though, because I know, like, Feyre had to figure it out. At this point, has anybody explained to Nesta that they can smell when you're no. turned on? Like, high fake. I don't smell think so. Because also, does that mean, like, when he's been turned on, she, like, smell and doesn't know what it means? And she's just like, what does that smell? It's enticing. Maybe it's like, what yeah, maybe it's like something that she, like, just doesn't recognize. Yeah, it doesn't recognize yeah. yet. That's so embarrassing. I feel like, I'm sorry, Feyre really should have, I know, like, they're not on good speaking terms, but, like, at least look out for your girl and be like, by the way. If they 
any of these bat boys come around shirtless, be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> okay, I you yeah, walked into okay. that one. I did that. I did. Um, I did. Okay. So he like he like yeah he does slightly like flex and he goes ready. He goes. Um, and she's like, fine, all right, I owe you an hour of, tra- of training. And he goes, you sure as hell do. Um, and so he goes, let's see what you've got, Archin. Um, and now we switch back to Nessa's point of view. She goes, um, she's like a bargain. She didn't know, like, she'd allowed herself to agree to it, to let the magic piece between them and mark her butt. And then she goes back to the saying, everyone hates you. And it's just so sad that that is a thing that's, like, ringing through her head. But it's true because it's kind of what she thinks about herself. And it kind of, it sucks. Um, yeah, her her self hatred yeah, knows no bounds. It really at this is. Point. Um, and she doesn't know what she's gonna do with with the favor that she's gonna ask. But she then goes back. She goes, no matter that Cassian without a shirt boarded on obscene, even with a collection of scars peppering his golden uh, golden brown skin, the wineless left pectoral was especially horrific. So you definitely know that she's like going over him um, mm-hmm. of what he is. And she's committing him to memory for later. Yeah, definitely. He was honestly, there are so many muscles. She couldn't count them all muscles on his damned ribs. She didn't know people could have them there. And the ones that flowed into his <laughs> pants, like the golden arrow pony, exactly what she wanted. And she's like, fuck, nope. Can't think about this. Like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do this. But like, again, he can smell Cassian fucking all of this. Fucking Cassian is grinning. So you know what's going on. Uh-huh. Um, and Cassian's like, we're going to start with the basics. And she's like, swords? Weapons? Stuff? He's like, I love that. Okay, swords? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Cassian's like, no. We're doing feet and breathing. <laughs> Which is kind of like fucking Mr. Miyagi right here. Um, he goes, oh, he goes yeah. your toes especially. He goes, what about my toes? Um, learning how to grip the ground to balance your weight, it builds a foundation for everything else. And she goes, I'm going to be exercising my toes. And he goes, you thought it'd be swords and ter- arrows one day. And he goes, you threw my sister into the training room and did just that. And this is kind of like sad. So he goes, your sister already possessed a skill set uh, you, do- you don't have and also lack the luxury of time. Hunting to keep them fed had taught Pharaoh that s- skill set. Hunting while Nessa stayed at home, safe and warm, and let Pharaoh venture into the forest alone. Those skills Pharaoh had honed had allowed her to survive against the high fae and all their tears. But Pharaoh only had them because she would, because what she'd been forced to do. Because Nesta hadn't been the one to do it, to step up. So. So. The guilt, right? But. Yeah. If you're not there, like, Cassian, obviously, I keep joking that he can, like, knows her thoughts because he can smell it. Yeah. But, like, here, he can't hear that, right? So, to him, it yeah. just sounds like she's being kind of petulant. Like, well, Feyre got to, like, you have more faith yeah. in Feyre. Feyre this, Feyre that, Feyre's great. Yeah. When in reality, it's two things. One. This is just in like the training montage that we're about to get. Nesta has no, no inkling of what goes into training, no. physical exercise, anything. Cause like, I mean, I mean this obviously since she was turned high face, she should know, but like up until then she had no reason. Like in that time and yeah. time of the, like it, she had no, well, she should have, let me put that in perspective. Like she should have helped him fair, but like, you know what I mean? Like she wasn't raised for it. But like yeah. the second is that, she genuinely is always kind of, and it's part of the self-hatred and part of the guilt from, like, what Feyre had to do. It is, she is always kind of comparing to Feyre. Yep. Especially with, like, the inner circle and everything, because she sees how much they love and adore her. I mean, she's their high lady. And yeah, exactly. Nesta's the oldest, right? So in that in their society, yep. in the human world, like, it should have been, like, Nesta was the one that everybody, like, 
adored and went to yeah like looked yeah looked forward yeah, yeah it's crazy and like it just sucks is we get like no it's guilt like it's a lot it's guilt of is most yeah. of it but Cassian doesn't see like he comes to understand it but in this moment you know what I mean like a lot of people would be like wow like kind of high full of yourself like you think you're just gonna jump in right where favorite did like it's a cool thing yeah it's just and it's so sad because she's she's literally carrying this so much like she's just torturing herself yeah. now because she's like just so much guilt so much anger like it's just she doesn't and she doesn't know how to make up for it like it's just it's so sad yeah um and so nesta goes so i'm going to spend an hour out here wiggling my toes and cassian's like yes and then yep. training montage <laughs> exactly huge training montage um nesta started sweating her feet ached her legs turned to jello um she was kind of like she literally realized that she couldn't do any of the basic things like she couldn't even squat properly mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, she was and all the stoopings she like failed utterly at which again this is why she didn't want to fucking train in front of everybody else and he goes she goes stand up straight head first and like nesta obey and he goes no you're not doing it correctly um and he goes she goes okay do another good one. like so she's finally like got the squat down and he's like do another good one and the hour's up to and be she's fair, like she's squatting while holding a wooden stick like above her head and two like with two yeah arms. that's i'm, I'm well, gonna say is... that yeah that's hard that's actually what's good for him yeah i'll give her that but she doesn't know that she thinks nope. they're just simple exercises but again, they're the basic foundation. Like, yeah. I mean, I like I'm super big into lifting weights, but I didn't start lifting like heavy weights Mm-mm, and regular you get like your form down. works. I started very like mm-hmm. I started with fucking dumbbells, or like it's it was excruciating and annoying, and I hated it so much. I'm but tell I understand you right now some of the best strength workouts you can do are pure body weight. Yeah, that's so, true like, too, and that's all about form. But again. Nesta doesn't know that and she just automatically is like he's yeah. not re- and he's not impressed I'm sucking like it's so sad yeah. oh also even with like even with lifting weights if you don't have good form you can injure yourself yeah. so so fucking bad like literally like when I first started deadlifting I fucked up my back so I bad because I was I was dude I was in so much goddamn pain for yeah. days yeah. because I did not do correctly and like Nesta doesn't know this Mm-mm. um and so finally like they're done and she goes hours up and he's go and she goes that's it um and so then she goes unless you want to bargain me for the second hour and he goes you really want to owe me two favors he goes if it'll keep you here to finish a lesson sure he goes i'm not sure i can take any more of these stretches okay then we'll do some breathing work and then a cool down which i understand yeah understandable you, I, i'm not gonna lie i don't cool down after i work out because i i'm trying i'm actively making an effort to like cool no. down more Nope. I'm the queen of, like, I'll finish, like, a four or five mile run on the treadmill, right? Fucking panting, disgusting. And then I'm, like, I just hop off, take my shoes off, and I'm, like, well, get in the shower. And I'm, like, god damn it. And by the time I'm, like, a couple minutes in the shower, my legs, and I'm, like. You start to seize up. I'm, like, stretching in the shower. I'm, like, no big deal. (laughs) I, like, it was so bad. So I finished a workout on Wednesday. That was, like, my end of, like, so I did a a lift, and then I did, like, hit afterwards. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't warm down, like, cool down after my lifts, and I got into my car, and I literally started seizing yep. up. I was like, oh, fuck me. Like, I literally, I'm not going to lie, I had to stop at CVS and get, like, chocolate milk and, like, Gatorade to get all that stuff. Like, I was like, I am in so much pain, and this is what I get for not stretching afterwards. But, like, and this right here, she said she doesn't even know what a cool down is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
And Cassian's like more stretching. Um, it's designed to help you bring your body back to a normal pace and limit any soreness you'll have later. Which Nessa's like, this is later in this, like these chapters. No, she's like, nope, fuck that. It didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, and she goes, and what's breathing work? He goes, exactly what it sounds like. And he finally goes, your power when you fight comes from many places, but your breathing is one of the big ones. Thrust it forward like you're skewering someone with a spear. And so, like, Nessa, like, does that to help her breathing. With the, yeah, with the stick or whatever. Look at the stick, whatever she's holding. And he goes, now do it again, and as you do, inhale. And then now do it again, but exhale with a thrust. And all of a sudden, she's like, whoa, I get all this power. I feel the difference. This is incredible. And he goes, it's all linked, breath and power and movement. Bulky muscle like this means shit when you, means shit when you don't know how to utilize it. And Nessa was finally like, how do you control your breathing? It was like this. So, and like, so, like, he, this is yoga, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's all breathing, like, mm-hmm. how he, like how you do it. Um, a lot of inhale and exhale. And then it's, like, he's always, like, hold it, hold it, and release good again and again. And he's, like, cool down. And so he, he pulls out a mat. I know this feeling all too well. Pulls out a mat and is literally, like, Nessa literally just throws herself on the mat to do some cool down stretches. <laughs> like, I need fan art of casting doing yoga. I need yeah. it. Just, just think of some yoga poses and think of Cassie and shirtless doing them. Yep. I mean, you'd well, be a little all... limited though, because the wings, the wings would kind of, you'd have to figure some maneuver, some things. But like, yeah, even just doing like simple tree pose with his wings flared. Yep. Anybody, anybody <laughs> has any uh, fan art of Cassie and doing yoga? I know that's a very specific request. Um, but yes. Well, so then, um. Nessa is like finally she's like I can think like my mind is clear like I it's she's like the fog and the pressing shadows are gone and she's like what like what is this feeling and finally they kind of yeah so she's asking Cassian about flying like does he like it he's like it's the best it's freedom and she's like um she's like I met a female shop like and then she starts talking um about uh what's her name Emery and she's like, why do Illyrians like clip their wings? And Cassian's like, it's a tradition. It's ridiculous. It should not have happened. Like, we, it's, it's hard for high fate to change, but it's even harder for Illyrians to change. And she's like, all right, I understand that. And he goes, um, she goes, and all of a sudden he goes, um, you sound eerie. She goes, I, the breathing makes my head stop feeling so horrible, awful, miserable, loud. And he goes, ah, mine too. So he definitely understands, like, what she's going through and, like, how she's feeling it. Um, I think she kind of forgets, but she also doesn't know as much as we do as a reader or the other inner circle of yeah. Cassian's history. Exactly. Um, well, but even he's without his, he's general, like, what he's yeah. had to go through. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, so, like, sense. so they're done and Cassian, like, gets up to go get him some water and he realizes, like, so Nessa's literally sprawled on the black mat, like, completely just mm-hmm. spread out. Um, and so he goes to get some water and he goes, Nessa remained prone, limb, limbs loose, eyes closed, the sunlight making her hair, her sweaty skin shine. He couldn't stop that image from rising of her lying in his bed like this, stated, her body limp with pressure. Like, he literally was just like, he's like, fuck, like, I can't can't think about this comment like can't do this um and he goes uh you never told me what you wanted for the second hour he goes the second hour was on the house Aww. and i was just like oh okay and he goes generous of you he goes i have to change before i go to the library 
Um, and Cassian finally goes, I didn't mean what I said last night about everyone hating you. And Nesta goes, it's true. He goes, it's not. You're here because we don't hate you. I wanted you to know that, that we don't, that I don't hate you. And Nesta like turns to him and he goes, and I have never hated you, Cassian. With that, she walked through the door into the house as if she hadn't hit him right in the gut, first with words, then by using his name. It wasn't until she vanished down the stairs that he released the breath he'd been holding. At least oh. he knew he was holding it. It's not one of those. Oh my God. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't know she was holding. How do you so, not know you're not breathing? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, Bubby. I don't know. Okay. So I want to make something clear too. In that last little bit that we got Cassian's uh, point of view, he literally is thinking, what are, what are the words? Uh, she done well. Really damn well. Like he's yeah. impressed. Okay. Keep this in mind, guys. Cassian, as we know, is like, fuck yeah, she's killing it. All right. Let's go. Okay. Just keep that in mind as, uh, as we begin chapter 13. Um, so, Nesta is starving. Uh, because this is, she didn't. Remember he said you gotta, you gotta drink. And then earlier he had always said you gotta fuel up for your workouts, right? Yep. And afterwards. Well, she went, she changed and went to the library. So, she's fucking starving. Like, of course. I can only, like, I, even, I, I work out about at least five, mostly six times a week and. Like, so I know to eat. And Caitlin, you're the same way. But I like, have to if eat. I, I, it's worse than, like, have, like coming, like, when you hurt your back, coming off an injury yep. where you have to take time out or you're, like, sick, even just a couple weeks, that first workout back, afterwards, your body is like, feed me! So, yeah. like, imagine after your first workout ever, let alone with the, like, general of the night court. Yeah. Just saying. Like, you you need to food. You need food. Well, it's also, um, like, Nesta hasn't used these muscles properly the way that she yeah. has. Like, she hasn't done any of this shit, and mm -hmm. she is, like... And she's still technically within, like, it's she's, It's not like she's been in this high fey body for years, either. She's yeah. still learning about it. So, like, the whole thing. She should have, bottom line, should have eaten. Yeah. Um, instead, she just went to the library. She, uh, she changed and went to the library, and she's shelving books. And all she can think is how sore her body was. Yep. Her thighs are hurting because, remember, she has to go up and down that freaking spiral ramp of the library to every level. Um, she is physically, with her arm, reshelving every book. Just keep that in mind. And these are, like, big research, but, like, heavy, heavy books. And then she's, like, that much soreness just from stretches and balance exercise. And she's, like, what the fuck would happen to me if I did one of Cassian's workout? Because, remember, we've all watched Cassian work out, like... Mm. I could yeah. watch him work out for days. So, again, Cassian said she was doing really well. He should have voiced it. He should have voiced it, but I think he knew that she wouldn't believe him. And he didn't want to, like, you know, seem too eager. Meanwhile, and, and Nessa said, she was pathetic for being so weak. Pathetic for not being able to, uh, unable to walk so much as a step without grimacing. Cool down my ass, she's grumbling. Like, she, in her head, is like, you weak piece of shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cassie is like, yay! Yeah, you did so well! So I'm like, damn it! Um, so then that's when she looks at this heavy book and she's like, fuck me. Like, she knows exactly. It goes, it goes, like, a couple levels, like, away. Like, it's, like, on the other side. So she's like, oh. And so she's just, like, her stomach's growling and she is looking at her cart. And, I mean, her cart is, like, full and she has to lug it with her right? Dude, can you imagine buying around a big, heavy-ass cart with big, heavy-ass books on it after and, that type of picking work? picking them up and shelving them, either above or below. So if it's below no. you, you have to squat. If it's above, you're going on your calves. And she's doing all this. <coughs> she's physically pushing everything, remember? Because other people, what would they do if they're high fae? 
magic. Have the cart follow you. <coughs> Put the, like, point and have the book up, right? Yep. Right. Well, <laughs> whatever clarity uh, she'd felt in the training ring levels and levels above fogged uh, fogged up again. So, like, it helped, but it's all she's already kind of feeling it, it come back, right? Yep. Um, it's like the so, runner's high. Yeah. Oh, God. So, she finally figures out where this book goes in question, and it's, like, way above her. So, she's literally on her tippy toes trying to get it, right? And, um, even though we we do get, like, a little bit more about her appearance, she's two inches taller than Feyre. And Feyre was already, like, somewhat tall. So, like, Ness is pretty, like, tall. She's got that tall, lean body. Um, and she's, like, literally trying to, like, push it in with her fingertips. Caitlin, you and I both know what this is like, because we're both pretty damn short. Just climbing on shit, that's all. I'm literally, I live my life climbing on shit. The amount of times Ian walks into a room and I'm, like, I pause, like, in some Spider-Man stance, like, (laughs) on top of the counter. Like, some Yeah, I'm like, hi! You're doing something fucking wrong and you're, like... I just make eye contact with Ian and just push the glass off, like... Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so then, while she's trying to do this... Oh, good. It's you. Here comes Gwen. Here comes Gwen with a shit ton more books. And Nessa, like, remember, they're not friends yet, so Nessa doesn't even try to, like, look pleasant. And Gwen just realizes, and she kind of tilts her head. This is, like, the classic Gwen to me, because she, okay, full disclosure, guys, I know Madsen, like, you you know how she feels about Gwen. And, again, I I don't want to speak for her, but I don't even think it's much that she dislikes Gwen if it weren't for the fact of, like, the Gwynreal movement and how crazy and, like, intense people get about who yes. Ash should be with. And we all know, like, Mads has the whole thing. She has yes. a whole thought on it. But I would like to say, I think it's not the character of Gwyn herself, but Mads lets the hate and anger of everything else kind of bleed into it, which I find, fu- I find it hilarious. Oh, like, I, I give her shit terrible. all the time for it. Um, But I personally like Gwyn, but I am hesitant to see what happens with her if that makes yeah. sense like i'm i'm not convinced i do want her with as but I, I i'm i'm open i very much don't have like a concrete opinion of who we should be with to be honest the only one i would say fuck yeah is Eris, which would be dope i'm just you can't argue with me that would be that so is, cool yeah that would I agree. be amazing i agree um so anyways gwen like angles her head which she you you'll find she kind of does a lot where she just kind of like looks you know like the judgy I appreciate yes. it. She's like, can't you use magic to put it on the shelf? No. And I love Gwen is not deterred by how, like, scary Nesta is. Because we know yeah. Nesta is. A lot of people back away. She, you mean to tell me you've been shelving everything by hand? How else would I do it? You have power, though, don't you? Like, she's literally like, don't Ugh. you have magic? Like, can't you do this? Like, uh... yeah, no, and Nesta, it's none of your concern. And then she thinks back. She's like, "It's it was no one's concern. She had none of the high phase usual gifts. Her power, that thing, was utterly alien, grotesque. So she's really not embracing the power. She's nope. not calling it grotesque. Like, it's a whole thing. And Gwen literally just goes, shrugs and, all right, well, here you go. And just dumps more books. Right into Nesta's arms. Not even on the cart. She's just like, Bloop. Um, and Nessa just is like, you bitch. I mean, she doesn't say it, but it's implied. You can definitely tell. Yeah, Gwen asks for a specific book, um, and it turns out, like, Nessa's like, no, I don't have it, and Gwen's like, fuck. Um, so she's like, of course, that means somebody else has it, and, like, Nesta notices that Gwen's, like, kind of... Stressed. Um, stressed about it, yeah. 
And she's like, what is going on? And we find out Gwen works for somebody who she says is very demanding. And that's when Nessa remembers it's someone called Meryl, um, because Clotho had told her. Um, and so Nessa's like, you don't like this person? And Gwen just kind of leans against the shelves. And that's where we get a little bit more about her. Um, so she's very, like, she moves with a casual, like, kind of grace that usually, like, Nessa doesn't see with the priestesses. Um, and she doesn't wear the hood or the blue stone like they do. Yeah. Um... And Gwen's like, honestly, while I consider many of the females here to be my sisters, there are a few, there are a few who are not what I would consider nice. And I'm like, that's so sweet. Like, she says it in such a nice she way. She says it in such a nice way, yes. Yeah. Um, and so Gwen keeps going, you know why we're all here. And that's when uh, Nessa sees uh, their shadows in her eyes. Because we all remember, if they're there, something traumatic and horrendous happened to them, unfortunately. And she, Gwen goes, we have all endured, and she just, she can't say it, and she goes, so I hate, I hate to even speak ill of any one of my sisters here, but Meryl is unpleasant to everyone, even Quatho. So, like, I get what she's saying. Like, she, this is very, like, I actually like this about Gwen, because she's like, look, I, everybody's been through something, everybody processes a different way, so she literally hates speaking ill of any of them. Which is nice. yeah. Yeah. Um... And that's when Nessa's like, like, why is she so awful? And she she just goes, I don't know. All I know is that I was assigned to work with Meryl and aid in her uh, research, and I might have made a teensy <laughs> mistake. And Nessa's like, what, what'd you do? I was supposed to deliver volume seven of The Great War, along with a stack of other books, and I could have sworn I did, but this morning, when I was in her office, that freaking stack wasn't there, or that book wasn't there, volume eight was there. And Nessa's literally like, okay like, it's not that big of a mistake yeah like, we all were we all make mistakes i was gonna say we're all human but that's technically not yeah. human <laughs> yeah exactly but i like where your head's at though so like we find meryl must be pretty fucking intense because gwen's like she'd kill me if it's not there for her to read today which could be any moment i i got away the instant i could but the book isn't on the shelf and she's like even if i find the book now i'm gonna have to swap it she's gonna see me like she's spiraling over one book yeah which goes to show and- how like pissy Meryl gets yeah and Nesta's like you can't just tell like you can't just tell her and like Nesta's like damn her high faith really like I don't think the killing's a real thing like I think she's overreacting but is she I don't know <laughs> yeah, exactly she's like I don't know what their rules are yeah and like she's she looks ill she's like nope mm, she she won't accept it blah 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 and so Nesta why does it matter and Gwen I like this kind of like what we were talking about earlier I don't like to fail yeah. I can't, and Gwen shakes her head, I don't want to make any more mistakes. And Nessa's like, Mm-mm, there's a lot to unpack there, we're just going to leave it for now. So Gwen just keeps going, these females took me in, gave me shelter and healing and family. I cannot stand to fail them in anything, especially someone as demanding as Meryl, even when it might seem trivial. And so, like, Nessa's like, okay, admirable, but at least she's not going to say it. Have you left this mountain since you arrived? No, once we come in, we do not leave unless it is time for us to depart back to the world at large, though some of us remain forever. Um, and so, like, Nessa's like, what the fuck? You don't see daylight? You don't see fresh air? And we find out, like, they have windows, um, so, like, they're basically, like, glamoured from sight on the mountainside, um, and Reese does it for them. So, once again, we've got, we get a little gentle reminder that all of this is Reese put together, like, did all this. And, like, when it confirms, like, they don't leave. Nope. It's kind of, kind of crazy. 
Um, and Nessa's like, well, what do you, what do you do when you're not working in the library? And like religious stuff? I don't know. And Gwen's just like, yeah, in part, we honor the mother and the cauldron and the forces that be. We have services at dawn and dusk and on every holy day. Nesta makes a face, which I find hilarious. Um, it's not as dull as all that. The services are beautiful and the songs as fair as any you'd hear in the music hall. Um, and so we're like, oh, okay, that's kind of nice. Like, you know, because Nesta's not, um, not like super religious or anything, we know. So like, what's going on? Um, and then we find out, uh, Gwen, she was an acolyte before in Sangrava. Nessa, Nessa, like, remembers it but can't place it. Um, and she likes the Duff's services. And so, uh, she's like, okay, I gotta get back, I gotta get back. So it's almost like she's like, okay, I've said too much, like, uh, you know, I gotta get back. She's spending too much time, like, she has to leave. Yeah. So she walks away and... Um, this is just kind of pondering. She's like, why would you, uh, why would you, like, why would you do this, basically? You know, like, you're not leaving. You're just there for the rest of your life. She's like, it seemed a shame. Like, yes, they had endured things, but, like, it's still a shame. Um, and she doesn't know why she did it. But she waited till no one was around, because remember, the library is technically part of the house. And she whispers to the heir of the library can you do me a favor? And she swears she feels like a pause, almost like they're like, hmm, what? What do you want? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, can you get me volume seven of The Great uh, the Great War by someone named Lavinia? And she's like, maybe this will work. Maybe, I don't know. And she hears something, like more of like that piked interest and then vacancy. And then all of a sudden, a book appears on top of her cart. And she just goes, thank you. And there's like a soft, warm breeze, almost like a cat, like, across her legs. And then when the priestess walks by, Nessa doesn't, I love this, because she won't just give it straight to Gwen, right? Yeah. She's like, mm So she goes to another priest, like, the next priestess, she goes, excuse me. And she, this one's like, yes. Um, Meryl's office, where is it? I have a few books for her, but don't know where she works. Three levels up, level two, at the end of the hall on your right. Thank you. And Nessa's like, fuck, I'm doing something nice. And then literally three stories above, she's like, okay. She's like, fuck, I gotta, cur- I gotta get up there. Yeah, so she's trying to be stealthy. She goes, um, and she gets to the door. And when she goes in, um, there's just, like, you know, a little, little office. I almost think of this like an academic hall, like these levels. That's what I think of, like yeah. professor's offices, basically. Um, yeah. Gwen isn't there. And Nessa's like, I brought the books you requested. And Meryl, like, doesn't look up. She just goes, fine. And there, there's volume eight. And so Nessa's trying to step towards it because she's trying to just switch them real quick, right? And then that's when it's almost like Meryl, like, processes what she said because she's in the middle of work. And she's like, wait a second, I didn't ask for more books. Like, what, what's where's Gwyneth? Like, she should have returned half hour ago. What's going on? So poor Gwen's probably still running around. But Nessa's smart. She goes, who's Gwyneth? And... Meryl turned, and this is what's crazy, is all this shit we hear about Meryl, right? Meryl turned at that, and Nesta was greeted with a surprisingly young face and a stunningly beautiful one. All high fae were beautiful, but this is insane. Meryl made even more look drab. So, that's just, that's insane. So, she's got, I'm guessing she's from the Winter Court then, because, well, no, mm mm-hmm. Summer Court kind of does, but they describe it differently. 
it's silver more not white for like yeah yeah so yeah hair white as fresh snow contrasted against the light brown of her skin eyes the color of a twilight sky that's beautiful damn those are beautiful fucking eyes blinked once twice as if focusing on the here and now and not whatever work she'd been doing so like she's very much like whatever she's researching she's in it like she literally yep. had to like pull herself back into reality basically we've all been there whether it's from reading or you're doing work or you're just so engrossed in a task that like when somebody like snaps you back to reality you're like hello excuse me yeah yeah exactly where am i so that's when she looks at nessa and sees like she's not a priestess right she's like who are you nesta i was told to bring these to you no other explanation nesta um, and she's like, fuck, I need to switch out. She's like, literally like, okay, how do I do this? How do I do this? What's going on? What am I going to do? Yeah. And so she looks as young as Nesta and she kind of narrows her eyes and she's like, who gave you those orders? And Nesta's like, play dumb. A priestess. <laughs> what priestess? She's, she's, she's playing dumb and then she gets like, she makes it sound like she is like, uh-huh. uh, it's not even, I'm trying to think she's annoyed at, like, she's like a priestess. Like, she doesn't give any definition, yeah, doesn't do like, anything oh. else. Like. And then, which one? I don't know. Y'all wear hoods. (laughs) Exactly. And then, those are sacred clothes of our order, girl, not those hoods. (laughs) And then, Nesta, this is fantastic. And she does it literally just to piss her off more. So you didn't ask for these books, Rosalind? She (laughs) throws her pen down and goes, you think I'm Rosalind? (laughs) a great dude it's a great playoff and then she's just like i don't know that's where i was told to go and like meryl's like she's on level four i'm on level two. Oh, like she's pissed and like she's like enjoying the like so much this is pure enjoyment and she must have picked the perfect person to piss meryl off because she's literally muttering rosalind insufferable inane rosalind endless prattling <laughs> like damn okay and she keeps trying, she keeps trying, and Nesta was trying to reach, and then it doesn't work. Never disturb me again. Get out and shut the door behind you. If you see that silly Gwyneth, tell her she's expected here immediately. And she's like, apologies. And Meryl twists back to her desk, and Nesta moves. She coughed to cover the whisper of books moving, and by the time she whipped around, she had already switched out the books. What are you lingering for? Get out. Apologies. And she leaves. And she just smiles as she leaves. So, she's like, fuck yeah! She went through all of this to replace a book for dear little Gwen, even though they're still somewhat hostile to each other. Yeah. But I literally, it's game respects game. Yeah. The way Gwen is with Nesta and then Nesta with Gwen, I think she was like, I like you. So she finds Gwen um, by, you know, she asks around, she's like, where's Gwen? Where's Gwen? She finds her and Gwen is singing. Um, she's looking, she's literally singing as she desperately goes table by table in the library to find this book. She's like, yeah. la, 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 And, um, Nessa just kind of watches, watches her for a minute. And this is interesting. So she's singing and it says, Gwen's hair seemed to glow brighter with her song, skin radiating a beckoning light, drawing any listener in. So we find out later that she's got like, uh, what is it? River, river nymph, river sprite whatever it is it's like yeah yeah. equivalent um so it almost to me sounds like they have um like a siren's power yes that's yeah that's what i was thinking too yeah and i that i love anything with sirens like the uh the bargainer trilogy by laura talisa anything to do with sirens 
Sign me up. So fucking cool. Why am I not surprised? I know, I know, I know. Gwen, uh, Gwen Caesar, Nesta hands her the eighth volume. And Gwen's just like, it was shelved improperly. I, I swapped it with the right book. And Gwen's just like, Thank you. You just saved me from a terrible tongue lashing. And Nesta asks, what's Meryl researching anyways? And Gwen kind of frowns. Uh, and we find out Meryl's horrible, um, but she is brilliant. So she obsesses over the existence of different realms, different worlds, living on top of each other without ever knowing, like, they exist. So don't think of, like, MCU where it's literally different universes, different, like, dimensions, Right. Like, they're, they're straight up different where you have multiple, like, there'd be, like, a multiple versions of you, Caitlin, one in each, like, world. Like, Earth 6666, Earth 613, all of that shit. Gotcha. This is more, they're all different worlds, but they're in the same universe. Like, they could collapse on one another. Yeah, they're, like, layered on top of each other. Yes, whereas, like, MCU, if they combine, then it's actually catastrophic because you can't have multiple versions and then, like, it all is a whole thing. So, yeah. Just in case anybody was wondering. So that's kind of what she's saying. And she's like, whether there's merely one uh, one existence, our existence, or if these worlds, like, overlap, like, they literally are in the same space. But, again, they're separated by time and a bunch of other stuff, like, metaphysical shit, you know? And Nesta's just like, really? Like, it's pretty intense. And Gwen is like, some philosophers believe there are 11 worlds like that, and some believe there are as many as 26, the last one being time itself, which is weird but okay and then 26 i just found that's a weird number yeah i don't know i don't know with with moss i'm sure there's a reason the words 11 and 26 are there um and then gwen starts to whisper honestly i looked at some of her early research and my eyes bled just from reading her theorizing and formulas okay sure okay um, and we already know, like, this, this harkens back to, like, Reese, uh, in his study that we saw earlier in the book, where he had all the contraptions of, like, the various, like, planets and everything like that. It's kind of, like, we know that he's kind of sort of into the same, like, theorizing, but not, like, we don't know what his, like, theories are yet. Um, we find out later, obviously, in the book. Um, but Nesta's like, huh. And she's like, is she researching something else now? And it turns out that Meryl had kind of put that on the back burner for a minute. And she's writing a comprehensive history of the Valkyries. Dun, dun, dun. Love it. And so Nesta obviously is like, who's that? And this is dope. It's so fucking dope. A clan of female warriors from another territory. They were better fighters than the Illyrians even. Get fucked. The Valkyrie name was just a title, though. They weren't a race like the Illyrians. They hailed from every type of fae, usually recruited from birth or early childhood. They had three stages of training. Novice, Blade, and finally Valkyrie. To become one was the highest honor in their land. Their territory is gone now, subsumed into others. Now, remind me. Let me double check here. Oh, look. Look at that. You know what part one is called, guys? Novice. Coincidence? I think I think not. not. Um, so then, but we also find out they existed for millennia, um, but the war, the 500 year, um, 500 years ago, wiped out most of them. The few survivors were elderly enough to quickly fade into old age and die afterwards from shame, legends claim. They let themselves die rather than face the shame of their lost battle and surviving when their sisters had not. Oof. And then, of course, we find out later, to make it even sadder, is, uh, they were Moors people they were morse friends and yep lover which when we hear is it? One, of her, one of her lovers was a valkyrie yeah 
Isn't that what we oh. find out? Remember? I thought it was. Am I crazy? I thought it was the um the first one was her uh from the fuck what was it in um who are Draco's people? Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Hang on. One of the Let queens, me. and then one of Draco's people too. Yeah, but I thought she had, or at least her friend. Maybe, on. maybe honestly, maybe it was one of her friends. Maybe it was uh. No, because I know I think her first lover was the queen. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm looking. Hang on, because let me just do this. Because I swear I'm not crazy. Hang, hang with me, guys. Hang with me. Um, I thought there was she had a connection with the Valkyries. Here we go. Yeah, the I think maybe queen. It, maybe it was like Cassian. Maybe I'm not crazy though, right? One of them like. It honestly might have been Cassian. Let me look. Hang on, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Because I know Cassian was happy that Nesta mm -hmm. was, like, doing this research, too. Yeah. Hang on. Let me do this. Sorry, this is going to bother because I'm not crazy. I swear I'm not crazy. <laughs> um... I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll get to it eventually. Yeah. There's, I know it's mentioned later in the book that, like, somebody was, like, super, super close with them. I think it was Cassian, to be honest with you. Maybe. Because Cassian was the general of the Illyrians, so, yeah, of course, he yeah. worked with the Valkyries. Yeah, I think, you, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. I don't know. Now I need to know. Um, I need to know. And, like, Nessa's like, I've never heard about them. And this is why, this is why we're just now, uh, like, kind of getting into it here is we find out like they uh most of the their history and training it was passed down orally so any accounts like they've had to get from like passing historians or philosophers or like tradespeople that wrote it down so it's scattered you know it's in multiple books multiple accounts and that's what Merrill's trying to put it together um so they have one like volume that has their whole history and their training techniques which is pretty cool pretty cool um and then Gwen's like, fuck, I've been gone too long. And just, like, scurries off, you know? And she's like, thank you, I'm in your debt. And Nessa says it was nothing. Which is funny because she just made a bargain with Cassian for an hour of training. But here she's like, oh, you're fine. It's cool. It's cool. Yep. Um, so Nesta makes it back to her room, uh, which is a miracle after the day she's had. And, of course, her best friend in the house has a, a hot meal sitting. And she's literally just, like, in, like, I'm nom 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 Like, it's just, like, she's in, like, in just engulfing it crazy and then the house is like okay girl let's get a hot bath and has a hot bath ready for it i'm like ah, I love it. as nessa struggles to get into the bathroom yeah yeah place. i mean yeah besides that besides that okay the, the house did what it could it's not like physically picking yeah. her up for it it did what it could um but then um she sleeps and sleeps and she could have sworn that her door opened at one point could have sworn that a familiar beckoning scent filled her room she reached towards it with a sleep-heavy hand, but it was already gone. He literally came to check on her to make sure she was good from the end of a, day, a hard, long, hard day. Just saying. And she admits to herself, and through that us, 
that his scent is like welcoming and like comforting. Yeah. I love them so much. I love this book so fucking much. I mean, I do too. I love, it's time, literally my favorite. Every time I read to prepare for an episode, I have to literally make myself stop. I, I Because agree. I'll literally just sit there for hours and just finish the book. I, just, I will. Well, I just, I actually like read all of the chapters too. Yeah, I like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just gotta keep going. Um, okay, so like I said, in a little bit, we'll have like a spoiler warning um, and we have a few things to discuss, but... Before that, uh, we'll get into what we're currently reading. And guys, I'm sorry. I lost my, like, place of, like, what I last mentioned. So some of these are, like, repeats. Uh, apologies. Um, so let's see here. I read, um, The River of Rain duet by C.E. Ritchie. Um, Mads in the entire spicy group chat. Um, I still want to let you know that I'm very angry. And I'm going to go ahead and let people know here. If you read The River of Rain duet, right, it is not one where each book is a separate couple. Okay, because they're very much emotionally destroying books, but like so satisfying and like the payoff is there and they're hot and spicy and the characters are like beautiful. But fair warning, because you're not going to be like me at like 1.30 in the morning doing this. Book one ends on not like a cliffhanger per se, but like it is not an HEA at the end of book one. You have to read book two. They're the same couple. It covers the same couple. I did not know that. I thought because... You know, like, normally duets are series in that, like, in the dark romance or, like, those types yeah. of realms where they're in the, it's, like, a different, it follows a different couple every book. When I tell you, I got to, like, 85% and it was, you know, after midnight and I was like, huh, weird, like, things, like, Why? wrapping up. And then, and then I got to, like, 95 and I started texting people and I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, is there no HEA? Blah, 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 blah. And then everybody, just everybody started laughing. And they're like, oh, yeah, you, know, you got to read the book, second book. And I was like, I thought it was a separate couple. And um, everybody just, like, knew that and let me believe that going into it. So um, I just, a gentle reminder to everyone involved in that debacle, I don't forgive you. <laughs> um, and then I read uh, Roman by Gray Bryan, a super cute debut, uh, vampire uh, MM romance. So it literally is probably one of the cutest, like, cutest books I've read recently. It's so cute. Which is crazy! Because, you know, it's, like, the vampire, and, like, yeah. there's some, like, there's some, like, um, very big, like, dramatic stuff, and you're just like, oh, but it is so fucking cute. Um, let's see. I read Give Me More by Sarah Kate, so that's the third book in the Salacious Players Club. It's the one Madison, I've been trying to tell you in Madison, uh, where it's the MMF. The, oh, the married yeah. couple and the best friend. It is. Yeah. Gotcha. No, it, it, that's not a spoiler because it's like part of the synopsis. Uh, I loved Praise. I loved Eyes on Me. Give me more. Oh, it, guys, this series is so good. And I like that, again, every book does follow a different character and like their love story. And like there's, um, what I like is it explores like various different kinks, right? Yeah, gotcha. Um, and like, so there's kind of a little bit for everyone. And like I said, this one, it's a married couple and uh their best friend and it's a whole it's so good it was so good i i like i blew through that so quickly because it's like oh my god i couldn't stop um and then i read so not uh so not meant to be by megan quinn it's the second book um the first one was a not so cute meet this one is follows the one of the other brothers and it was the banter i think i did talk about this one because i remember mentioning the banter the banter between the two uh, main characters, or maybe I was reading it at the time. I don't remember. Apologies, guys. 
Um, I've been reading, like, I have a lot of books lately and I'm trying to, like, keep track. Um, but the banter was just top tier. It was, I, I, Megan Quinn's writing, I love it. Um, and it's really cute. There's a way throughout the book that she, like, uh, harkens back to, like, all of her other, uh, contemporary romances and, like, brings the characters in, but in a very unique way, which it's, it's really, really cute. And, like, you don't pick up on it. Because at first you're like, that sounds familiar. And then, like, the second or third instance with and when it's other characters, you're like, oh, my God. And then it clicked, and it was like, oh, that's really cute. Um, oh, I read These Twisted Bonds by Lexi Ryan. So it's the uh, conclusion of the These Hollow Vows uh, duology. Is there a difference between duet and duology? Like, people use them in a very specific, they, like, in a very... They the they're the same thing to me, but I think people... Maybe, well, maybe a duet. So if you think about a duet, it's, like, two separate, like... But I that's think, not right, because Rivers of Rain is connected, and it's called a duet. No, but, like, oh, so it's, like, connected. I don't yeah, know. Like, I would what, see Yeah, it, I don't know. The way I would think I don't of, think there is, mm. but I think it's just a preference. Yeah, that might be it. Duet, maybe. I see the word duet used more with, like, contemporary romances and things in dark romances, where, like, duology is more fantasy. Maybe that's what it is. Like, duology is always with fantasies, I feel like. That might be it, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Either way. Um, so I read these Twisted Bonds. Um, if you guys remember last summer, I loved these hollow vows. Um, and we have, if you guys haven't checked it out, uh, we have a Lexi Ryan spotlight, uh, like author spotlight episode that was so fun to record. She's amazing. We love her. Um, and she outdid herself with these Twisted Bonds. Like, so, so good. Like, I, she, she, she has hinted that she'll be in the fantasy world uh continue to stay there so i'm very excited to see uh where she what she what she kind of comes out with next but uh these twisted bonds was i love i loved it like if you read these hollow vows like definitely get on these twisted bonds if you haven't read them read them both they're very fun um like they're, they're not like um like crazy long they're not like crazy like convoluted like they're very fun um summary reads in my opinion which is funny because they're like fantasy but it's still like summary to me um and then, oh, I read uh, Break Me Daddy by Skylar Snow. Um, I need to read Fight Me Daddy. This is the second one. And it follows a separate couple. Again, see, that's why I thought it. Yeah. Um, Mafia, um, Daddy King, super hot. Um, so good. So, so good. You know, I'm a sucker for the Mafia. Sucker for it. Um, and then I'm currently reading uh, Does It Hurt by H.D. Uh, Carlton. Uh, if you recall... That's uh, the author for Haunting Adeline, Hunting Adeline, and um, a couple other, like, she she is, quite frankly, um, one of the queens of dark romance. Does it hurt? I'm, like, 60% in. It's dark romance, hate, hate to love, like, enemies to lovers, shipwrecks, sharks, creepy abandoned lighthouse with, like, wow, a weird okay. old caretaker. It's, like, thrillery and, like maybe ghost story I don't know I don't know there's a lot going on and it's so good like I um Morgan uh with um turning the pages from uh the bookmates podcast mentioned it and she was like Blake this is your shit read it and I was like okay okay so I I've started it and I was like oh my god so good um so I'll probably finish that soon and then um I need to pick a physical book uh, I don't have a physical book that I'm reading right now, so I need to, I need to get on that, too. Um, and I have an ungodly amount to read, so we'll see how that goes. But that's where I'm at. So, my books are the complete opposite. Um, surprisingly. No I know. Seriously. Shocking. You honestly, I, th I think you'd like Does It Hurt. Let me finish it, and then I'll let you know. Okay. It's on KU. Okay. Might, yeah, I think you'd like it. All right, keep me posted. Um, so, the 
so I finished uh, Portrait of a Thief, um, which by, oh, fuck, I forgot to look up the name, the last, the author's name. Really good. It's um, kind of like um, Art Thieves. Um, super enjoyed it. Don't really want to ruin it, but it's like these, these college students who become Art Thieves for China um, to steal a bunch of art, which they kind of go through. Kind of fun. A little bit of thriller. Um, and then I'm currently, this one is like the complete opposite end of the spectrum. At least like that one is a little bit more um, nonfiction. This one is, sorry, that one's fiction. This one is completely nonfiction. I'm called, I'm reading American Predator by Maureen uh, Callahan, which is literally the story of how they caught Isaiah, Isaiah Keys, which was a serial killer in the 21st century, like early 2000s. Um, and she's literally going through I love the way it's written because she takes all of the police reports and all of the documentation from it and puts it into a book that is more like a story compared to where most of these type of books are just all fact. This one actually gives you like a story and it's incredible, um, incredibly well written. Um, I also bought it from the library for $4, which I'm like literally super pumped about. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very good. Wait, you bought it? Yeah, so you can get like so you they have like my library has like I don't I think most libraries have this, but they have like a used book section that you can buy from. And most of the books are like five dollars, like two dollars, one dollar. Like it literally I bought this book that I've been I've literally been on a waiting list at my library to read it on my Kindle uh-huh. for a good two or three months, but I literally bought it from the Damn. library for four dollars. So I'm like super happy oh. about it. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Um so yeah, that one I have been currently devouring about halfway through. And like I said, it is, if you're into a little bit of like true crime and understanding it, this is one of the most well-written uh, true crime books that I've read in a very long time. Um, oh, okay, okay. Like I said, though, if, if you have to be kind of into true crime yeah. and learning about serial killers and the, the psychos. That and terrifying are. yourself so you don't sleep, Yeah, I know. No, I don't read it's it. It's a very specific. I don't read it at night. <laughs> That's it. As That's soon it. as the sun goes down, I'm like, nah, we're not doing this one. We're done. We're gonna start, we're gonna watch a little bit of The Office and then go to bed. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> it's a very abrupt turn. Exactly. It has to be. You gotta you got switch it off with something. I mean, yeah, I guess. That's weird. Switch it off with something you know and something happy. The Office is something I know and something happy, so... There you go. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, oh, social media. Mads is okay. Okay. I got this. All right, guys. So social media, um, at A-C-O-R-T, uh, no. A-C-O-T, oh, no, uh, Mads, where are you? Okay. <sighs> social media at A-C-O-T-A-R podcast. Oh, I had to slip. A-C-O-T-A-R podcast. There we go. Okay. Um, on Instagram, um, we've got, uh, TikTok. Be sure to check out the TikTok. Um, you guys, you know, we have our Patreon, the links, we have a link tree in our bio, uh, it'll take you to our Patreon and like links to listen to all the episodes, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know the drill, you know the drill. Uh, subscribe and review. That's a huge thing for us. Um, it helps push the podcast out for, uh, more people to, uh, listen and enjoy. So please, please do that. Uh, both Spotify and Apple have reviews now, which is great. Uh, although Spotify's is just, uh, stars, stars. but still, um, either way it helps. So, our social media shout-out is uh, Felicity Gun- Gunther, I think is how I'm saying uh, how how it's supposed to be said. Um, so, she reached out earlier this week, and um, she found us a couple weeks ago, and she's been binging, and she's, like, on, she's already on um, Akamath, and she's been binging all the other ones, 
And um, she, as all of us, was like, I need more Chapter 55 in my life. And I was like, honestly, same, same. Um, and so it was it was fantastic uh, to talk to her. We love when people reach out. So, um, you know, giving her all of the recs for some adult spicy fantasy, some straight fantasy, everything like that. Um, and it was fantastic is what I really liked is we were talking about all of those. And then, uh, she put us on to a, uh, podcast that's the shadow about the shadow hunters. Like, see, like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Return to the shadows. So like, that's been on my like to listen list too. Cause I, I, I think that's fantastic. Um, and she also, we were, uh, this is funny. She brought up two things that I had forgotten about. One was when we were talking about, uh, when, uh, Mads had that book where it was measuring dicks in centimeters. And we were dying laughing. <laughs> that was yeah, the best. Yeah, was dying laughing. Um, and then she also, one of my, uh, one of the quotes I'm most proud of uh, that she thought was hilarious was, uh, anything can be a sex toy if you're brave enough. I'd forgotten about that one. And then that's I got a, a really bad, good kick. I was like, a, oh, yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny to me. Oh, um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so thank you, Felicity, for uh, listening and reaching out. Uh, hopefully, let us know how you like uh, the books that we uh, recommended, because gave you quite a good, good good list. I'm quite jealous of people that get to, like, reread those books for the first time. Um, and then, as always, with our Patreon community, uh, we had our July book club night on uh, Monday, this past Monday. And as always, so fun. Guys, we had so much fun, even though we were talking about a super emotionally destroying, like, book. Um... So was it really that oh, emotionally know, destroying? Yeah, okay, Caitlin. Mrs. I skimmed it and didn't notice there was a fucking okay. prologue. No, no, no. I didn't know. No, there was a, no, 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 no. I that opened the chapter time. one. No, the prologue no. was on the opposite side of chapter one. There was no Dude. mention of a prologue, and it was italicized. Oh my God. So I was Guys, like, don't listen this. to her. Don't listen to her. She is the worst. Literally, look at her. I look missed. Her I, I missed. Face. Well, you can't look at her. I but. missed half a page. Literally half a page. Whatever. No, she's. Uh, it was more than half. a Don't let her lie to you. Guys. Maybe three fourths a page. Um, I read the rest of the anyways, book. Anyways. Anyways. <sighs> anyways. Um, as always, our, our patrons just made it such a fun, honestly, you know, like, Monday's kind of, like, drag, you know, um, and it's like, ugh, Mondays, they made, uh, Monday great because of that, and it was a great way to kind of, like, kick off the week, so thank you guys for that. Um, also, for our Patreon, uh, community, be sure to get your votes in for August's, uh, book club pick by, I think it's 11 p.m. Eastern, uh, today, Sunday, uh, July 31st, um, since we are just now picking the book, if you're interested in joining, uh, be sure to check out the link in our bio to join. You can get in on the action. All of the books that are up for voting for August are actually, like, crazy. I, like, we were literally just talking about it, how none of the three of us know which one we want to win. Because we don't vote, but, like, we always are like, hmm, normally we have, like, a clear one that we, like, want. Or someone all, all, is petitioning for a certain book. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, I've done it, too, I guess. But, you know, it's fine. Um, so be sure to check that out, and then, um, this is a Crown of Midnight week, so be sure to be on the lookout for that on Wednesday, um, and then we might have some schedule updates, but we're still, uh, working on, I don't, I think, yeah, we'll let you guys know. Um, so now, if you do not want spoilers for, like, all of the SJM universe, i.e. you haven't read all of her books that are out, um, mainly, um, obviously you've read Silver Flames, um, but mainly the Crescent City series. Um, that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, mainly Crescent like City. Glass, yeah. Maybe if you're really, really paranoid, but I, I think you're fine. Um, but if that's the case, then um, you should drop off now. 
Um, and we hope you have a great rest of your week and everything. And please reach out uh, if you can remember who was connected to the Valkyries because it's going to bother me. And also if there's anything about Reese's tattoo, just two reminders. Or if you have Cassie doing yoga, fan art, those three. Okay, so uh, spoiler warning and spoiler warning and spoiler warning and three, two, one. Okay, two things, two things. Eight pointed star. Eight pointed star. You've got that and you've got it on Bryce. The same symbol. Yep. But that's. And that one weirds me out. Yeah. Because what would be the connection there? That she. Is it almost like she made a bargain with the magic? Like the starborn magic and power is like a bargain almost? Is that why it tattooed her? But it's not a tattoo. It's more like the light. It's, it's literally no, like white. It's, yeah, it's, it's like a brand. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. So like, why does it look the similar eight-pointed star to Cassian and Nesta's bargain. Yeah, but Cassian... That but, falls away yes, because yeah. it falls away. Maybe maybe yeah, it's something so to like, do with possible, like, Nesta's powers. Because... Oh, it's the same time. Yeah, because yeah. maybe it could be, like, okay, the same okay, type of powers. Because okay, yeah. um, Nesta... Okay. Technically, okay. Nesta's okay. magic, I think, was the one that... Cause, yeah. Cause yeah, Cassian's, yeah, because that's why it was demanding yeah. and intense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. It's weird, Yeah. right? It's weird, though. It's very weird. Like, as soon as, as, soon as we got that, I was like... Yeah, it was definitely That's familiar. Yeah. But like again, interesting. Yeah, but Bryce's is a is a brand compared to where theirs is. Again, I think it has to do with the same the similar type of magic that that they have. Yeah. So. And then also, okay, so the worlds. Like I literally like oh. I I forgot that that's what she was studying, and I literally was like, "This is mind blowing," because she definitely knows. Something is up. See? She knows something is up. I think I texted you. I texted you because I remember, remember? Because yes. I was like. Yep. Because I was like, dude, they're mentioning, because I was like, they're mentioning other worlds. Because remember, I like with Crescent City, because you and I loved it so much. You and I both kept picking up on all the Easter eggs mm-hmm. in the first Crescent City book. So when I hit that, I was like, Caitlin! Yep. <laughs> Because I was like, no, no. And then when it was like, oh, she's done researching it, though, we're on to the Valkyries. I remember I was like, oh, was that just like a fun little, like, Easter egg of, like, oh, they all exist? Like, her just acknowledging it? And then, no. Everybody that's right, Crescent City, too. No, she doesn't just acknowledge it. She fucking is like... Yeah, but it's so funny because then I'm curious to, like, with the Crescent City book, because I think we did have this debate, honestly, last night on the Patreon. It looks like um, I think Crescent City 3 is going to come out before the next... Yeah, Crescent City Three is the next yeah. book, and so that she's coming so out. So I wonder if Meryl's going to be in that. Oh, they have that to. Book they to have help to them, like help them get bring her like back to like their mm-hmm. her world. So I don't know. That's fucking. Well, I'm like. I- I think we're going to find out because we find out later in the book too, like Reese has all those models yeah. and stuff. We find out that he has always thought about multiple worlds. And I think it was already mentioned that he's, he kind of like hinted at it in one of, I think it was either Akamath or Akawar where he maybe even, I don't know. It was one of the earlier books. It wasn't yeah. Akatar, obviously, where he hinted at, like, he's always wondered about like other, other yeah. things. And then we get more of it later in this book. Um, well, they mentioned it. Remembering I think they also mentioned it because of Amran too. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that he, he yeah, like, where she's from and things like that. And he has the models. And then what's even crazier is in Crescent City, we know the Autumn King has a very similar models. They're described very similar. Yes. So, like, he's probably thinking it, too. And that doesn't surprise me, because that little bitch is, like, obsessed with power. So he'd very much of course. be like, where can I get more exactly, power? Exactly, of course. Um, Whereas, like, Reese is more, as we see, because Amr tries to get him to be, like, High King or whatever the fuck. That's always weird to me. But, like, he he was, like, blatantly, like, no, that's weird, yeah. not for me. Whereas, like, 
if you flip it, I would not want the Autumn King to be able to travel between yes. worlds. Let's put it that I way. I agree with that situation. But, um, obvi- yeah, I definitely think you're right. I think the start of Crescent City 3, at least the start of the point of view from Bryce, because we still have, you know, Hunt, you know, uh, Zombie Hunt is what I'm going to call it, because he's going to be under mind control probably, and then you've Ugh. got uh, Baxian and Rune in the dungeon that she's said to be worried for, which I, I try to forget that on a daily basis. But, like, whenever we see Bryce first... Um, in Perinthian, like in Valaris, uh, I think you're right. I think we're gonna see Meryl is gonna be brought forth yeah. to discuss yeah. things. So I, I definitely don't think we've seen the end of Meryl at the end of Silver No, Wars. I agree. I definitely don't. I agree. Um, so that'll, that's, I've got high hopes. Uh, I'm sure we've all talked about how it's always tricky to do crossovers, so we'll see what happens. Uh, yep. We'll see. We'll see. All right, guys, so that uh, wraps up this week's episode. Um, Like I said, Crown of Midnight this week, and then uh, stay tuned. And as always, guys, cheers to our high fae bays. Bye!